Hi, I'm Wendy, and I sometimes like to reread things. <laughs> yeah, I'm Brandon, and I like to reread things, and sometimes I enjoy it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, we like to hang out and talk about books. In this case, it's just stuff that we're rereading and figuring out if we still like it and why we may have liked it in the first case. Yep, and sometimes we make sense, and sometimes we don't. In this episode, we discuss Sean and McGuire's Every Heart a Doorway. If you haven't read it, we talk about everything, and I say go read it. When did you read this book? The first time I read this, uh, I had looked it up. It was June of 2017. So it was right when the second book in the series came out. I had actually just read this one. I think I may have gotten it as part of the Hugo packet. That may have been what finally spurred me on to start reading these. How about you? I looked at my Goodreads, which I often rely on, and had no date. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> But I remember being so excited about the premise that I'm pretty confident that I scooped it up when this book was was published and probably read it right away. So, So a few years now. And I think my Goodreads review was something like, a beautiful story, I will probably be visiting it again. And I was like, why? Yes, that's actually the case. Yeah, uh, I really liked it the first time I read it. I I mean, it's a short book. You know, I blazed right through it. I have, I, I gave it to one of my kids and they loved it. And so now, you know, every, I think January, every January when the new one comes out, you know, I get a copy of it, they get a copy of it. And eventually we both have read it and then we can talk about it. Oh, so, yeah, great. when, you know, when there were still just two or three books, I would read them all, you know, every time a new one came out. Now we're up to eight or seven. You know, it, it's too many to do that with. So it's been a little while since I've reread this. Oh, that's cool. I love that tradition. It just seems like a really awesome thing. Uh, and yeah, I can see there is that point where the like, rereading them isn't, isn't going to work. I love these books, and I have not, this is the first time I've actually reread any of them. Mm. So uh, we'll just lead with saying I still loved it. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a great book. Having read further into the series, it, is a, it feels a little strange. I mean, it's very much an introduction into this world and the concepts and the school for wayward children and Eleanor and. I did absolutely still love it. I, I really like Nancy as a character. I like some of the other characters less than I used to. I think Sumi in particular is really kind of hard to take. And it, it's one of those things where, you know, you've got the worlds and she went to the nonsense world and she doesn't really fit with Nancy's experience in the underworld. And Sumi's just like a complete asshole. <laughs> Yeah, it felt better, I think, going through it again, because initially, you know, I was kind of resistant to her, and, you know, this time, I kind of knew, you know, that she wasn't going to be around, at least in the the book, a lot, and so, like, her, her, the times that she's there, I think, were easier to, to handle, I think that it's fun that sort of consistently, I think, I was not a nonsense kid, Right, neither was I. Okay, so you know, it was I was always really resistant to that. So I think it's kind of fun that we have this character. <laughs> like, okay, I, I'm not loving this, but nonsense has never been my jam. Which I, it was weird because I like the absurd, but nonsense doesn't. 
it took me a long time to ease into that. So I didn't like Dr. Seuss when I was a kid. I didn't just, you know, I really, I try not to be that person, but you know, like the cat in the head, there are rules. What are you doing? And now I guess I'm like more like maybe chaotic good, right? <laughs> like, well, rules can be broken when it's for the, the greater, but yeah, so I'm just way too uptight. So when she shows up, you know, I was ready for, I think, a very different kind of story and a different kind of conflict. But yeah, that soul does kind of cover a lot of it. <laughs> she, she doesn't have a whole lot of compassion, mm-hmm. right? And, and I, I think part of it is the, the mismatch of character types. But when she sees what Nancy's parents have done with the clothes and, you know, taken out all the things Nancy's comfortable with and replaced them with things that they are comfortable with Nancy wearing, she like immediately says, okay, we can, we can take care of this. I know how to fix this. And does actually help her with that. So yeah, and she's then, not terrible, uh, right? In the end, I mean, and again, it's the last thing you see. You know, that note was beautiful. So you know, it, it gives her credit. And I think she's an interesting kind of character, right? Again, if you sort of think about like all of these kids at this school, you know, desperately seeking their doors, and how you know you might. So, so her response, I thought, was interesting. It doesn't necessarily make her like a super likable character immediately, especially since. I, mean, I guess at that point, like when she's introduced, I don't know that I've bought into anybody yet. But you know, still, it's Nancy's clearly, I think, our point of view character, and I'm probably more predisposed to to find <laughs> the the darker stuff a little bit more interesting. But. Yeah, but I liked that. And I think it was an important, like, that whole thing with the clothing. Mm-hmm. First of all, those parents suck. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this book. It, yeah. I guess unsurprising, but just really, you, you had to do that. So it was nice that, that Sumi, like, yeah. and it, the fact that it's, like, it's not just Nancy's parents, right? I mean, this is, like, something that happens a lot, and I like that they can kind of band together and help one another. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's great. The parents thing... You know, reading through this again and just kind of paying attention to to more things. One of the things that I don't like about this is the explanation for why there's more girls than boys at the school. I think it's pretty weak that parents pay more attention to boys because boys will get into trouble if you don't pay enough attention to them or however it's phrased in the book. I don't know. I, I I think there's definitely better rationales for something like that. I think... It became clear to me as I was reading it this time that pretty much any kid that's going to end up finding a portal to a world that's better than the one they've got is not going to have a great set of parents. So, I mean, I I would say that children of all genders get neglected. So I, I didn't care for that. I don't mind there not being as many boys at the school. I mean, the the ones that are there, like Christopher, I think Christopher's great. You know, the the whole skeleton girl and the bone flute and it's great i love that stuff yeah yeah i i agree with you and i thought that 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 part stood out i think because so much of the rest of the book just feels like it has it's just on point right it just feels like so much of this stuff is well considered and well thought out and that did feel pretty weak because yes like boys have bad parents too uh and they have imaginations and they they don't fit in places and you know and 
I think that I can see equal, you know, kind of arguments, you know, where it's sort of talking about um, it's not the, like, basically the opposite, right? Like, you can sort of do your those constructions and say, well, you know, boys are, are considered independent, and so, you know, then they're neglected in this other way, and they're not seen, or, and so you can, yeah, you can flip it around, and it just, the whole book didn't hinge on it, but it, right. it felt sort of hand wavy in a way that wasn't wasn't smooth and I guess like yeah I give the book a lot of credit and it does I mean it's clearly like laying the groundwork and so it's it's nice to know you know like that it goes somewhere but yeah I mean I didn't even bother like underlining things because there were just so many lines that I enjoyed a lot and it just feels like such a perfect match for Sean and McGuire's style and the kind of stories I enjoy Enjoy a lot of her writing but there's also like big sections of it like just series and things that I'm not really interested in yeah it, she writes so much and in so many different I don't really know if I guess genres is the the correct term but it it's interesting because there are some writers where I like everything they put out and there are some where I pick one here and there but with Shannon, it's like, okay, well, I like this series, and I like this series. This one is not for me. This one is not for me. And honestly, I don't think she cares. Like, if there's something of hers I like, I think she would be perfectly happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Buy my books. Help feed my cats. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. But I just feel like this is the, the perfect, you know, kind of match. And, I mean, I'm not going to say I've tried everything, you know, that she's written, but if I think that was one of the reasons why it was a like an insta buy basically. You know, I'd seen something I thought from what I know of her sensibilities and her like this is going to be good and I feel like it it really delivered and the I don't know how to describe it. I guess it's just like the way that she approaches like she's not afraid to like I think like lean into language and build up things and I just think that when you're talking about these imaginary worlds and like these little tidbits it just is it just feels really satisfying and sometimes I wonder more and sometimes I'm good with just like that little that little glimpse but gosh I liked so much of it yeah you talk about this book setting things up holy cow it, it seems like so many different opportunities are presented in here. You've got things like Eleanor and Cade, where they're trying to classify the worlds, and you've got not just like logic and nonsense, but you you got like all the small directions, the minor compass points, like whimsy and rhyme, and there's a, a t and then you know you've got I, I think it might be I can't remember which character it is, but they're like you know they don't really know what they're talking about. They're trying to fit these things into a classification system that they don't really fit in. And I mean, there's room for anything in what, in the, the premise that you've got here. And you talk about little tidbits that just sometimes really get your brain going. There's one in here. I know it's caught me a couple times. I made a note of it again. It's the one where they talk about where they had a girl who had come from a world and was actually a rainbow. Mm -hmm. That's wild. I love that. Yeah, and every time... You know, it's like my imagination will be caught by maybe like a different one or as you said, like, you know, you kind of return to that. And, you know, sometimes it's it's always it's nice when the next one comes out. And you're like, ah, yes, it's this person's story. And and that's I don't know, just super cool. I love that kind of thing from the I don't know, from any kind of series. And I think it's I don't know. I was going to say especially, but it's not really fair. But like with the novellas. Right. It's just like just this little kind of bite sized you know, sort of piece. And uh, so I like that it. I like that it weaves together. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, one of the things that I think is interesting is 
the way you get just a small view of some of the characters in this book, like Lundy. I mean, Lundy is, you know, like the hard ass, right? But at the end, they talk about how she was Eleanor's best friend, and there's really none of that relationship on the page. But then you get to the book with Lundy's backstory, and you learn all the great things about Lundy. It's really a great way to do it, because... Honestly, when that book was announced, I was like, oh, who cares? It's Lundy, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get to it, you're like, oh, this makes so much sense. And now Lundy in the first book makes more sense. Yeah. And it is a... I'm trying to think because I can't remember like how I felt about Jack and Jill mm-hmm. necessarily the first time that I read it. I mean, I think that... like. I liked Jack well enough. I mean, I thought that, you know, again, I thought they did a good job with, like, the, you know, well, you're creepy. Like, well, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but not being apologetic for it. I liked how they mixed, you know, sort of, like, Cade, you know, in there uh, so that you get, you know, some of the the rainbows versus, you know, like, the gloom. And then Christopher's a good bridge character. But I'm not sure about Jill. I mean, she wasn't on the page as much. I probably wasn't as interested in her. But Mm -hmm. I can't... What I would love to do is just go back and decide, was I fooled at all? I mean, I know that it's not structured like a whodunit. Right. But I just wonder if she slipped under, if I was, you know, from the beginning going like, yeah, you can't can't trust the the vampire (laughs) girl. But Yeah, I, I like Jack. I, I don't know that I ever really liked Jill. I don't think that I figured things out the first time I read this before with the, the mystery. Because like you said, I, I don't think it's really structured for you to have everything you need to know to figure it out. That's fine. It does seem obvious on a reread. Like, like when, I'm, when I'm rereading, it's like, oh yeah, someone is collecting all the special parts of these people, the thing that, that makes them the most special. That Yeah, I remember that. But Jill is, is set up kind of strange, I think. Because Jill does not respect Kate's gender identity, but she is nice to Nancy, who is our POV character. I think Cade kind of gets used quite a bit in this story, which I don't like. Because there's not just Jill not respecting Cade, but also the terrible kid that you're supposed to really super hate. Uh, Angela, they just come straight out with the transphobia. That reminded me of Stephen King and racism. Like, hey, you want to go to an easy thing? Bam, here, now I hate this person. Absolutely, that works. Cade gets more and more time as things go on. So, But still, it, like if you're going to read just this one book, I think that's kind of a, a, a disappointing aspect of it. Yeah, totally agree. And I guess when you're reading the first one, you don't know that, right? So if you stop, sure. once you get in there, like, cause is, is the second one the Down Among the Sticks and Bones, which is... Jack and Jill. Yeah, yeah. so... So I think when that one came out, it was like, oh, we're not afraid to like change times. And so that makes some of the things maybe not excusable, but better. You know, sort of like, okay, maybe we'll circle around. Maybe this person won't be like held up as a, we are now talking about this thing, which I sort of appreciate more. And it just, I, maybe it's like that buildup of trust. Yeah, some of that stuff, not smooth. But again, very short book. I mean, sometimes... I don't. I guess shortcuts is kind of a harsh word, but you want to you want to make things hit, and you want to you want to make an impact with the words that you've got to get readers in the right place emotionally with the different characters. So I don't like how it's done, but I understand why it's done. Yeah, yeah. And it felt I don't know the end part of it felt rushed to me, which seems to be I don't know a thing that happens with novellas a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could follow along. 
I just, and I don't know that I'd want to linger a lot with it, but especially, I don't know, it just, it just kind of felt like a, bam, okay, here, this person, this person, this person, and I don't know if, you know, if there was multiple books in the whole thing at that point in time, or if it was just, um, you know, we want to get this stuff in there, but I just kind of wanted a little bit of a, a slowdown. I liked a lot of the, the separate endings, but... Yeah, I actually have a note, and this this may seem a little strange. I think this might be more interesting without the murders. I think the plot, it's fine, and it gets all the characters where they need to be for those endings, but also the parts that I really like are the quiet parts where one kid is trying to help another kid, is doing something nice. It's Jack appreciating Christopher, and it's just these quiet moments. That's the stuff that really stands out to me. It would definitely not be the same book. I absolutely understand that. But I think it could have been cool. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know that they contributed as much. Yeah, maybe we just liked the same kinds of things. Like, I don't remember. It's a shock. Right? I know. (laughs) Wow, we agree. We have similar tastes. No way. Uh, You know, I'd rather, like, have them, like, have Coco together. Yeah, the way that it all unfolded, because it wasn't just Coco, right? It was like the most thoughtful Coco ever made. And from Jack, who also is kind of like, yeah, don't take this kindness for, (laughs) which I suppose when you're from a, what was it? High Wicked? Is that? Uh, Maybe. It doesn't really matter. Anyways, from a a place that perhaps isn't known for Coco and kindness, (laughs) uh, I, I thought that stuff was great and it seems like there could have been other conflicts though you know i mean i do like a good murdered body scene and i think it was done well and there were like the one with the crow i think it was like the crow flies away and then i can't even remember (laughs) but there was like the the sentence like after the crow falls is pretty much like you know i think it was and she didn't wake up and i was like oh that's so good Mm. and well I mean, the, the murders do give you some neat things. Shauna McGuire is a person who is full of terrible facts. And it, Jack, at these murder scenes, gets to just, you know, put a lot of them into the page. Like with the, the crow thing, and oh, well, the optic nerve was severed, so, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I love being sort of simultaneously... You know, like Team Jack, which is like, oh, that's such a good description. And then Team Everyone Else, which is like, oh, God, no, not the <laughs> eyes. You know? So, I, I don't know. I, I love that kind of thing. So, yeah. And and you're absolutely right about the terrible facts. And, <laughs> and you know, that they're put in there and it feels so good. Yeah. I think one of the things that I always appreciate about her writing is, like, the tone clearly right she has i i feel like a deep appreciation for like the skeleton world the dark worlds but i i appreciate that she does it not at the expense of the candy frothing terrible people are on both sides of it and i think that in different hands i i don't know that they could pull off that balance as well so i love that sean mcguire loves monsters i think that's great (laughs) yeah so I'm going to ask, Yeah, what do you think about portal fantasy? I was a big fan as a kid, uh, although I, I was trying to think about that. There are specific, I, I guess, specific portal fantasies that I think of, and I, not really any kid stuff. Like, I never read the Narnia books. I don't even really know a whole lot of, I guess, 
Yeah, I don't really know a lot of the kids' portal fantasy kind of stuff. I think of things like Joel Rosenberg's Guardians of the Flame and Piers Anthony, um, not Xanth, it's this other series he did that was like literal portal fantasy stuff. Oh, um, the... Um... Something Apprentice, something or other. Okay, Apprentice yeah. Adept, I think, is what it is. Yeah, so is that the one where it's like there's a sort of quote-unquote science fiction world and then you go to the magic world? The fantasy world, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. That was a weird series of books. It's one of those things where I was like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Sure. Well, they had the game stuff. Right. And then they had the, yeah, there were lots of cool things. And then it was just sort of like poisoned by... Right. <laughs> Not one I want to reread. Yeah. yeah. No, we couldn't be, because we'd have to lead in with, like, this is gross. (laughs) (laughs) This always been gross. It always will be gross. And so, yeah, we should probably avoid the ones we know are going to be awful. Yeah. Don't read Piers Anthony, kids. (laughs) What about you in Portal Fantasy? Oh, goodness. I did not do my homework, so I did not make a list of titles. Uh, But, like, I liked the idea of Portal Fantasy until I read... A, a lot of it. Yeah. And I think that the idea of finding yeah, this doorway or whatever's happening into another world is was really enticing. I think especially, you know, when you're a kid and you're having a bad time, it might be really Yes, absolutely. It might be really nice. So I, I like that part of it. I like the the idea of like someone, you know, new to a world trying to figure out how it works. That's really satisfying and it's a really cool way to be able to build a world and feel like you're ex- experienced that way. I think that I just could never get over like the heartache that seemed to be at the end of so many of these books. And, you know, I just, I remember a couple titles, you know, and they would be the ones where the kids would live there and grow up. I guess kind of Narnia does that to a certain, you know, extent, but even more so, you know, when you have them and they, and they develop and grow and have relationships and come into their own and there's all of this kind of stuff. And then the rant, Sometimes it's random. It's not a choice, it, right. as far as I remember. It's not a, look, I'm done with this. I want to be a kid again. I'm going to go through this. It's just sort of like, nope, your time here is done. And, oh, look, you're back to your crappy life. Or, you know, maybe things are better, but you still, you know, there's the loss. And I think that that's what I couldn't deal with. And now that I'm an adult, it's really bad. It's sort of the, like, I, I've, like, fallen in love and I have a partner. Well, too bad your portal opened up. Like, welcome to 12 years old again. And when you're separated by worlds, you can't. So, yeah. And I could never understand, I guess, like, why that tragedy had to, had to be there. I'm still apparently not over it. Well, it seems, I mean, it's definitely cruel. You know, it, it, it's almost like, and I, you know, this Portal Fantasy is written by a lot of people, and some people maybe, some people not, who knows, but it's like the, well, you have to grow up eventually, and, you know, in this Portal world, you're never going to grow up and have to go through all the terrible things that adults in the real world have to go through, so you can't be happy forever. That's the kind of message it sends, and that is so hard to have to, I mean, if you live in this world, you have to accept that at some point. When you're reading Portal Fantasy, it doesn't have to be on the page. Yeah. So, so, so broad. Well, and then there's the, like, the higher level where not only do they have to go back, but they don't remember anything that happened when they were gone. Yeah. And that one, 
I think there are ways that that kind of ending can be done well, but most of the time it's not, right? You just, you know, forget all your memories and you, you can't remember anything that happened to you in this cool experience. Yeah, it it feels a lot like one of the most bullshit, like, <laughs> and it was all a dream. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, I'm just going to stay it straight out. If you're not in, like, second grade when you write that, <laughs> it's just, don't do that or try to do something really awesome with it. But then it, because, yeah, it, to me, it always feels like a cheat, and then I get really angry about it. So it's weird, you know, that I, like, sort of have this mostly hate relationship, I think, with Portal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this comes out, and it, I think it's a really cool idea, which is, like, yeah, what happens to those kids? Yeah, I, I think it's a, a fantastic premise. I think the books have continued to get better as the series has gone on. And there are times when I definitely would like to have more than one per year because there's a ton of stories yeah. that are out there and are, it seems going to be told. Yeah. And I'm excited about it. <laughs> so w- before I forget, I think yeah. one of the most brutally sad parts of this, and unfortunately I can't remember the person's name because I kept reading it as Lorelai, and I know it's not Lorelai because L'Oreal. L'Oreal. Yes. <gasps> I, know, I know what you're going to say. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> was destroyed and so I mean on the one hand like applause to the author because that was like just a kick in the heart yeah so rough her door was there the whole time yeah and and so beautifully said and just the fact that like everyone the queen of dust was set and just like Wendy was sad L'Oreal's a real minor character, but I liked her. I, I mean, that, that bit, absolutely. I, I made a note about that. But also, when the, the kids are being told, you know, don't go anywhere alone, you've got to pair up, she's the one who pops in and is like, well, what if I find my door? Because I'm not waiting. I'm going through that door. And that just felt like so perfectly like high school teenager. Like, look, this is my thing, and I'm doing it, and you can't stop me. It was great. It was great. And also, like, right? Like, take the door. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I did think that it was, I don't specifically remember, like, what was said, but I thought it was, like, a perfect sort of adult moment where it's like, yes. You know, and then I don't remember, like, maybe it was, like, when the practical, like, try to go in threes, and then that way if someone finds the door, you still you can buddy up without sort of saying, like, yeah, we don't think you're going to find your door within yeah. this within this small thing. But then, of course, again, extra fold. It, yours is, and, but it was back home. Right. Oh no. <laughs> uh, one of the things I really liked about this is the group therapy aspect, and there's one particular scene of it where, you know, you realize that for sure not all of these kids are going to find their door. I mean, for one thing, Sean McGuire is not that nice to characters, right? They're not <laughs> right. all going to have a happy ending, and so a lot of them are learning to accept that that is the, the fact, and there's. I think it's Lundy that says some doors only open once and then like everybody in group just kind of murmurs their agreement along and that felt so real and so like oh these kids I hate this happened to them I want them all to have the happy ending I know they don't get yeah same and I liked the well I suppose it's well I don't know I've not been part of this kind of thing but it seems like you know you get to tell your story Mm -hmm. and and loved that you know people could find sort of kinship here but i think there was that that time where people were sort of sitting there and and, you know kind of coming to the terms with like your world is you weren't there for a reason you know you fit there would you want to be in this 
person's world or that and kind of looking like absolutely not right? <laughs> yeah and so i think when it was because nancy felt like doesn't she say she feels kind of a kinship with christopher mm-hmm. you know kind of in the beginning when he's got his you know flute and stuff but then you can kind of tell like no skeleton world very different from where she's at and i love the descriptions of nancy's stillness and the, like that like it's very clearly a magic power as far as the rules of our world go, especially towards the end. But even in the beginning, one of the things I noticed because of a reread is the way she's described in the beginning as being still and moving slowly and deliberately and things like that. And I love all of that. And I think the descriptions of Nancy's world in particular just sound so cool. Like the, the details that are in there about the things that matter to her now that she and so many of the things in the real world she couldn't care less about. Yeah. I love that. And the way that it played out in like the small details, I thought, like just even like what someone would choose to eat. Mm-hmm. Right? I thought that was great. And then again, it sets up, I'm going to go back to the cocoa. Apparently I'm just ready for cocoa season. But <laughs> but just, you know, the fact that like the pomegranate molasses was in there or yeah. just, you know, like how would she do that? And then there was that really awesome thing with, I, she was leaving the room and I think it was Cade. And he was like, you move so slowly, right? But you sort of covers so much distance. How do you do that? (laughs) Okay, so cool. And then just dropped in like that. When I read it again, what am I doing? That I should probably, like, maybe... I always say this, though. I'm going to pick up and follow the rest of it. And I'm like, no, like, squirrel. And I go, you know, read something new. But so much good stuff. Yeah, I I don't know when the next time is I'll make it through all of the series. But definitely, you know, I've stayed with it over what about five years now and certainly every time a new one comes out i'm gonna read it yeah yeah i love as an adult this is i think one of those series that had it come out when i was younger i think in particular i would have read this obsessively i think that i would have been like a super fan you know for this for this series kind of like my kid who has a cat named nancy so right (laughs) (laughs) perfect yeah yeah, and that's that's what I. And if I'd been an artist, I know I would have been, you know, doing the whole deal. But you know, I guess sort of, you know, putting a pomegranate colored bow on a stick figure isn't going to be all that impressive. But I would have loved it in my own way. But yeah, so I love this. I recommend reading and rereading it. I mean, aside from like just a couple things where you know maybe shoehorned a little bit, I have no complaints about it. No, I mean. Especially on a first read, there are things that I think that I, I just completely blew by without thinking about them too much. Because it is you know, a quick book, a short book. When we're reading for one of these, and I'm paying a lot more attention to everything, that's where the complaints come out and the, the things that stick in my craw. But they're great books. Absolutely recommend them. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine that even if I would you know, read this over and I know every little plot beat or every bit of character, there's always something about just the, the style of it, the turn of phrase that, I, that I'm always going to enjoy. So what a, what a nice thing. I could read a portal fantasy and not be destroyed, I guess, all the time still. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, there's got to be at least a certain amount, I suppose, of heartache. But it, didn't, it did not feel like a cheat. It had variety... So many of my, I, I got the, yeah, I got the good stuff with the portal fantasy stuff. And we, I guess we didn't even really go anywhere. Right. I just got the glimpses, but, and then I, I mean, you know, it's nice to know that you, know, you kind of get some returns and you get like some other things. So. Yeah. I do think the structure of the series is really neat with the even numbered books 
being backstory and then the, the odd number books being the current story. I can't remember if it was reading book two or reading book four where I realized, oh yeah, all the even numbered books are going to have a sad ending. <laughs> okay, yeah, there is that. So I'm happy that we brought this one. <laughs> but I, I guess that's the nature of yeah. the thing. So I like that you can have, you know, sort of the variety. I mean, certainly there's, you know, I, I like series and books sometimes where I know that, you know, okay, this one's going to be tragic and this one's going to be funny. And, uh, and I don't, I don't mind that. I'm, I'm happy that this one has balance. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, no, I could not sit down and read a whole bunch of them. It's like, no, don't, don't break my heart over and over again. It's always a relief when, when we have a good time reading. No kidding. <laughs> you know, and if we've said this before, I'm going to say it again. You know what I thought? This is like, these are all going to be great. Like, nope. Sometimes you can't go back. No. Looking at you, Stephen King. 